Good morning. Good morning. That is a pretty picture right there. As we went over this weekend to worship and fellowship and just to enjoy God's peace, there was a couple things I wanted to do. Eat. No, really, there was a couple things we wanted to do. Sometimes, you know, when we do, especially small, we, we want to control everything. We'll make sure everything's perfect. But what I really wanted to do, there was two things I really wanted to do. And I couldn't decide which one I wanted to do, because I'm like, I don't really want to do both. I want to do both, but I don't know how everybody will, I don't know how everybody else will take to doing both. I want to do a, a service at sunset, just a little devotion. And we did, in a beautiful setting. And what you can't see uh, in the picture is there's a courtyard there that's shaped like a cross. And there's a statue of Jesus with a bread and cup. I've got a picture of it. I didn't put it up there. But, uh, just a peaceful, peaceful place. And then also, I thought everybody would be okay with the service at sunset, the devotion at sunset, but I really want to do something at sunrise. Yeah, I, yeah, the, what I realized was uh, there, there, everybody there was really wanting to do, I think both, because they beat me to each service by quite a bit. I didn't get any sunrise pictures. It was a little bit foggy. And the view from where we were is not quite as great for the sunrise. But for both, but that's the things I want to do besides eating just fellowship and walk around the lake. Again, uh, when I walk around that lake at Lake Jumaluska, I think and I pray. I look around at my surroundings. I've actually written a sermon or two on that walk before. This time I was just trying to keep up with Ricky. <laughs> you know, Ricky, he was setting the pace. It was about 10 o'clock that night, so we uh, uh, were trying to survive the pace that, that Ricky was setting. But, uh, sometimes uh, things don't go exactly as we planned, but you know, I think all in all, I, I thought this was a good trip, and, and I, I got an opportunity to teach. I love to teach. I don't know if y'all have noticed that, but I love to teach, and I don't care what age. Uh, I love teaching kids. love teaching adults, or older kids, we might say. I enjoy it. I enjoy learning and putting stuff together to teach, and man, just what a, a peaceful time just to reflect on, I took that time just to reflect on, on my spiritual life, my walk with Christ. Because I'm your pastor, but really that's the walk I can control, is mine. Oftentimes, we start comparing ourselves to so-and-so and, -so and, and to Somebody, you ever done that? You ever started comparing yourself? Especially, I don't know if y'all have ever known. Who, who's been in class? Who's been in school lately? 
Kids don't always act like they're supposed to. I think I've told you that before. I mean, you would think that they would, and they'd be ready to learn, and they act exactly all the time. They don't, but you know what? Adults don't either, or at least this one don't. And, you know, when we don't do things right, or if kids don't do things right, sometimes we just compare. At least we're not doing that. Yeah, I may have done this, but I'm not doing what so-and-so's doing. It's one of the things that bothers me. I'm pretty laid back in classroom, but if a kid does, if I talk to a kid, I don't really want to hear what everybody else in the classroom is doing. If I talk to that kid, I want to hear what that kid's doing. And I think God's the same way when we're talking to him. When we've been out of line, who's been out of line a little bit with God before? When I've been out of line with God and I'm talking to him, he wants to hear about me. He wants to hear about what I've done and how I'm going to change and how I'm sorry. And this morning, as we go through this lesson, I'm going to read a parable here in just a second that kind of deals with, with this situation. It was happening 2,000 years ago. This type of behavior is still happening today. Sometimes we worry about other people. My dad used to say, don't worry about the mule, just load the wagon. We often worry about the mule. We worry about everything else except what we're supposed to be doing. But let me read... I'm going to read from Luke 18. I'm going to read verses 9 through 14. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others as content. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful on to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all those who humble themselves will be exalted. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for uh, this wonderful church, this wonderful community, Lord. Just uh, thank you for allowing me to be a part of the people who love each other and love you so much. Lord, I pray that uh, as we study this lesson, this lesson, that your words flow through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Who do you trust? Or who will you trust? We all trust things, right? We trust trust certain things. But who do you really trust? Or what do you really trust? In what do you really trust? And who do you compare yourself to? 
Who will you trust and who do you compare yourself to? Think about that. Long time ago, uh, I was actually a, a lifeguard. And there's a few times that I would have to go in and, and, and get people out of the water that were in trouble. Sometimes they'll bite you. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, if you've ever done it before, but sometimes they will fight against you when you're trying to, to save them. Had that happen a few years ago. Actually, it was kayak, and he had to actually go in the river and, and, and help a friend of mine out. He fought me. He loves me. He trusts me. But he fought me the whole way. I'm scared. But finally, he gave up and we got to shore. Sometimes I think that's the way we are with God. We, we try to do everything on our own. So many times we try to rely on our own power that we can't just give up and hand it to God so he can save us. When that happens, I think oftentimes... In our spiritual life, especially, we start looking around us instead of looking inside of us. We start looking at the world. We start looking at other people. And we compare our shortcomings to theirs. Who's done that before? You don't have to raise your hand. Who's done it before, though? No, I have. Still do it. Think in this parable Jesus was trying to point out is there was two guys. One of them was a Pharisee, a church person. Someone who respected the law. Someone who tried to do things right. But when it came time to pray and ask for forgiveness, he wanted to tell God all the good that he had done. How many times he fasts? How much of his income he gives? And thank God I'm not like them. Thank God I'm not so-and-so. Think about it, it is, again, comparisons in this world are easy. There's some bad things out there. And if we're going to compare ourselves to the world, if we're going to compare ourselves to the world, our goals are not set very high. You see, we should be comparing ourselves to someone That someone is Jesus Christ. We should be comparing ourselves and striving to live like Jesus. Each day we should be trying to be more like him every day. But even as church people, sometimes we're self-serving. And we attempt to tell God how righteous we are. 
And even when we thank him, we thank him not for the many things that he's blessed us with, but thank God I'm not like so-and-so. I can tell you there's one person's sin that you can confess. You know whose it is? Yours. You know, I'm your pastor. I, I love being here. I love leading this church. But I can only ask for forgiveness for my sins. And I've got plenty. I'm not going to name them. My mom's listening. I know. She is. <laughs> but I've got plenty of my own. And I hope that I do a pretty good job leading you. I hope I'm a pretty good example. But don't put your trust in me. I mean, you can trust me, but don't put your ultimate trust in me because I'm a human being. You see, when the tax collector went down, he was not justified because he tried to be justified on his deeds of the law. He tried to be justified by what he had done. But instead, instead, he left that prayer just as broken as when he opened. Have you ever done that? Again, I want you to pray. I want you to pray every day. I want you to ask for forgiveness. I want you to repent. I want you to follow the rules. But when you repent, don't do it by comparing your sin to somebody else's. See, the Bible often speaks of being justified as a free gift by faith. Romans 3.28 says, For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. We're justified by our faith, our faith in Jesus Christ, our trust in Jesus is why we're justified. That doesn't mean that we're not going to do good works because we are, and we should. That's a part of being a Christian. But our faith cannot be in our works. The only place our faith can be is in a perfect Savior. The only place our trust should be is what in what Jesus has done and is doing in our lives. Again, that's who we compare ourselves to. That's who we strive to be like. And we're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to love each other. We've got many parents in here and I'm sure you've had to discipline kids. And we all were kids at one time that needed to be disciplined. But our parents loved us anyway. Our parents loved us anyway. And again, when we may have gotten in trouble, our parents didn't want to hear what so-and-so was doing. You ever heard that? I did this, but so and so is doing that. I don't care. So and so don't live here. 
You ever had that conversation or been a part of that conversation? I've been on both ends of it. I'll give you some examples, but I don't want to. I've got a few. Again, but we're supposed to love each other. Just like our parents would just want us to love us. God loves us when we repent. God loves us even more when we're not repenting. But he loves us when we repent. He loves a repentant heart. He wants us to repent. He wants us to turn away and walk towards him. But he loves us even before we do. How many times have you heard that we're supposed to love the sinner and hate the sin? You ever heard that? It's great. But in reality, we're supposed to love the sinner. We're supposed to hate our own sin. The only sin I can hate is mine. We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to love each other. We can't do anything to earn God's love. We can't do anything to be justified on our own. We can't be that righteous. The only way we can do it is by giving up, falling on our knees and letting God save us. And when we ask for forgiveness, we can ask for forgiveness for the things that we've done. Not anybody else. Have you heard people blame their sin or, or their shortcomings on the crowd they're running with? See, we can't even do that. We know better. We know better. Drug addict one time uh, that I cared deeply for. When he'd be reminded that he needs to quit running with that crowd. He'd say, I'm not, he said, it's not the crowd, it's me. I am that crowd. Okay, we need to recognize that our problems in our spiritual lives because of our shortcomings. Not because of anybody around us. And our shortcomings are just as bad as other people's. The people that we're looking at saying, well, at least I'm not doing that. At least I'm not doing this. I'm telling you, sin is sin. The sin I have in my life is just as bad. as the sin of people we look down upon in society. Sin is sin. But you see, we're so prideful. As human beings, we're prideful because we want to sometimes put our faith and our trust in ourselves and what we do. Sometimes I think it's human nature.
See, God wants humble hearts, not prideful hearts. He wants repentant hearts. James 4, 6 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. The Apostle Peter wrote, Likewise, your younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all your submissions to one another. And be clothed in humility. You see, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the almighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That's in 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6. Again, the Pharisee and the tax collector, the reason why Jesus used, or the reason why I think Jesus used those figures in this story is because the Pharisee in the church world was somebody who was looked up to and respected. And the tax collector was somebody that cheated people. Somebody that was despised. Somebody that was a go-between between the Roman government and other people and, 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 his, and his own people. But even the tax collector, even a tax collector, again in that day, which is one of the worst things in society, when he opened himself before God, he got forgiven. Who will your trust be in? And we have a choice this morning. We'll either put our trust in ourselves or we'll put them in Christ. There's no in-between. What I've learned, not a math teacher, but what I've learned is that if you take me, if you take states and you add everything, you've got nothing. But if you take nothing and you act Christ, you gain everything. Where's your trust? If your trust is not in Christ today, it's not too late. You can make that choice today. He's waiting with open arms, ready to receive you. He knows your heart. He loves you anyway. If you're here today or you're listening and you have not made that commitment to put your trust in Christ, I pray that you do so today. This altar is open. I'd love to pray with you. Or if you want to talk later, or if you just want to pray in your pew. And when you want to put your trust in Christ today. Or you've been on this journey and all of a sudden, man, you realize that you've gotten distracted. Your trust is elsewhere. It's not too late to turn around. And put that trust in Christ. Let me pray. Heavenly Father. Again, just thank you so much for all your many blessings. Lord, thank you for, uh, for forgiving us. Lord, thank you for allowing us, no matter, no matter uh, how we feel about ourselves, Lord, you love us. 
Lord, thank you for being ready to receive us when we repent, Lord. I just pray that uh, if there's anyone here or anyone listening online, Lord, that hasn't put their trust in you, they do so today. In Jesus' name.